0: Bring the children to Fruitcake Man. I love the children. Go on, take a gift. I feel nothing. (laughs) No, 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 no,
1: no, (laughs) (laughs) no. Submit it for
2: the proof.
3: The Midnight Society.
4: Oh,
2: joy!
3: Let's rock!
2: It makes me wanna fight. Dear Journal, it's me, Doug. Do you have it? A- <laughs> baby has gotta do what a
5: baby's
4: gotta do. <gasps>
5: that was a hoot. On your mark. Get set.
6: Welcome to Splat Attack, where we're taking it back to the holiday past. I'm your gag-tastic co-host, Brett.
7: And I am your Slybarific co-host, Alex. And Brett, Merry Christmas, dude. Yeah, Merry
6: Christmas. Where did the time go? We were just at school with Brianne, and now we're like...
7: On Christmas break!
6: Yeah, I guess so.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Well... Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Kwanzaa, all those things to all of you who are listening. And we have got a a whole family gathering for the holidays from what I'm seeing.
6: This is a very merry Podmas for all us 90s nostalgia podcasters. And we figured it'd be a fun idea rather than just Alex and I doing a, a typical top five episode of Nick specials to include everyone else that we've met along the way of our podcast journey. So uh, before we begin with uh, listing our favorite Christmas specials from the 90s, let's introduce everyone so you can get familiar with them and also their work. And starting on my left on the screen, we have Andrew.
0: I'm Andrew. Uh, You might know me from the Big Orange Couch podcast, possibly. Glad to be here. Happy holidays to everyone.
8: Hi, Andrew.
9: Hey, Hey, Andrew.
0: Uh,
10: Hi, Andrew.
8: Also author of Space Junk. Yes, Yes, actually,
6: I asked him for a copy today. (laughs) Okay, uh, next we have Cole Roberts.
1: Hey, my name is Cole, and uh, like Brett said, and uh, I do podcasting as well. I'm a a full-time illustrator too, so I uh, draw all day and then a couple of times, I feel like it's a couple of times a year, but I have two podcasts that I do that are kind of retro, I guess, nostalgia-based. And yeah, yeah and i live in nashville and i like it
6: um
1: it's saturday morning ice cream and saturday horror ice cream night? uh it's it's scary movie ice cream night and saturday morning ice cream gotcha yes, i really i, I really like i it. i forget my show titles all the time so.
6: <laughs> it's all good it's all good um i really liked your toy episode by the way that was a fun one when you it. thank toys. you
1: yeah we're hoping to do another christmas one it's just um both mike and i are are are, uh, have young kids and so when we podcast it's like very sporadic uh
6: moving on we have phil
10: hey everybody yeah uh, thanks so much for having me it's nice to meet all of you and uh, yeah my uh, you guys will meet my co-host here in just a moment we do a uh, pop culture and nostalgic show called all here it goes uh, we go back every other week and talk about a different show from our childhood, from you know 90s early 2000s i also have a couple other podcasts um, i have the wait for It podcast which is a more of a um, current event uh, pop culture show, so we've been busy with that. And I also cover the Jacksonville Jaguars for Believe in the Jaguars podcast, which is exhausting because they're terrible. So, um, oh no! <laughs> I'm excited to have a little fun with y'all and be a little distracted. because that's, Yeah, exhausting.
11: I'm, I'm sorry, I thought that was a joke at first.
10: <laughs> it, it it can be. Yeah, it can be.
6: So. Are you also a fan of the Red Jaguars from Legends of the Hidden Temple by chance?
10: Oh, oh, oh absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> awesome! So they're much better than the teal Jaguars. here <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> you,
6: you should check out uh, our episode that we did with uh, Red Jaguar Joe True from Episode Five. Uh, we oh, actually yeah. got to hear his experience about the war fan of the Force Ever Rowan and those that, that was a great experience. So check that out.
4: Definitely have
10: to add that to the queue. Absolutely. So yeah, happy to be here, and and happy to uh, excited to hang out with everyone. Awesome. On to Max. Hey,
11: my name is Max. I'm from LA and uh, part of the Ready to Retro podcast with my cousin Chris and our buddy Chelsea. So it's a 80s and 90s podcast, and uh, we have a lot of fun. So uh, repping Ready to Retro today.
6: Awesome. And I was recently on one of your episodes for Are You Afraid of the Dark and Halloween, which was a blast to do.
11: You were. It was. I mean, we had to have the fan of our (laughs) You in the Dark, so
6: it was an awesome time. Thanks. Yeah, it it was fun. Uh, Moving on, we have Allie.
12: Oh, hello. I'm Allie. Uh, I am part of a 90s Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Dungeons & Decades. It's a uh, real play D&D podcast about four players transported to a 90s universe having to work their way home. Um, I am also part of uh, Krebstar Industries on Instagram. Little Pete & Pete fan art page. And another little podcast called Notable Nostalgia.
6: Allie does it all and does it great. <laughs> 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 Moving on, we have Toby and Brooke.
13: Hey, this is Toby and Brooke. Hi. Uh, I'll, I'll let Brooke you know, say some stuff. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, from, we're coming out of Georgia, Atlanta area. It's the, and we do the Tape Store podcast, which is uh, about all things 80s and 90s. It can be toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Family friendly yeah tv show yeah we do keep it family friendly we do have a lot a lot of our listeners have kids they listen with their kids in the car so and we,
2: have, uh, we have two kids come. we have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old who make uh, frequent appearances uh usually unannounced
7: yeah
13: uh,
2: on the podcast so
7: yeah.
13: Oh, same <laughs> yeah, yeah so yes. yeah <laughs> we just did a uh, christmas vacation national lampoons last week and yes. that was hard because really
2: hard not to say something
13: not, not the, yeah not to quote <laughs> That really the way to, um, you know. It uh, was a lot yeah.
6: of fun though.
4: Yeah.
13: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yep. yeah, and we're, we're we're really happy to be here. It's all great right. to meet everybody. Hey guys.
6: <laughs> awesome. Uh, moving on, we have
14: Eric. Yeah. I'm, um, Eric Michael. I uh, co-host the All Here Goes podcast with Philip. Uh, Philip kind of gave you guys all the uh, information uh, about the podcast, so I won't uh, bore you with all that again. But uh, I'm happy to be here with everybody.
6: Yeah, you, you, along with us, are like the the youngest podcast of the bunch, but you definitely have like a great level of quality with, you know, the way you produce your episodes. I um, particularly got hooked with uh, the Say Cheese and Die one that you did, the review, and also Bart's Thanksgiving.
14: Okay, yeah, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I I actually... I attribute a lot of that to, uh, I mean, I have an audio background, but Phil's been doing some uh, podcasting for, I mean, he's been podcasting for years longer than me. So. Okay. Uh, he definitely brings a lot to the table. I'm exhausted.
6: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's worth it. Like the quality shows <laughs> hang in there.
9: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Moving right along. We have Cortland. Hi guys. Uh, I'm Cortland. I'm one of the hosts for the up all night horror anthology podcast. We've uh, covered every single episode of, are you afraid of the dark? kind of scene by scene line by line and we're working our way through goosebumps right now um we've actually had a couple of you guys on our show already too brett joined mean? us for season <laughs> two we had toby and brooke on for season four uh we had joey from big orange couch she was in season seven and season five as well i think he
6: did uh, gruesome gourmets on highway 13
9: yep yep that's true yeah he requested yeah. gruesome gourmets an odd choice, but a very fun one. They, they had a fun conversation about that
6: when uh, Andrew, Joey, and I talked about our review of season six and seven on Big Orange Couch. Love it. I love
9: yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> so bad it's good. <laughs>
6: Last but not least, we have the wonderful Cassandra.
8: Hey, um, yes, I do. Cassandra Explains It All, allegedly, and I am just do 80s, 90s, and early 2000s nostalgia Um I definitely am not kid friendly. So (laughs) I know that Me
4: neither. Um, trigger
8: warning (laughs) for every episode. No, but um, Brett and I actually do have a series of, are you afraid of the dark that we've been doing? And we've just been going randomly episode by episode and covering all of them. And it's been really fun.
6: Yeah. We're doing like a breadcrumb trail, six degrees of separation type thing where we find a common element between the episode we're doing and then the one we're doing next. So I think uh, we just finished Dream Girl and Unexpected Visitor in Station 109.1. And next on the list would be like Old Man Corcoran, I think.
8: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. So that'll be, a, that'll be a fun listen for anyone who's uh, big into Artie Afraid of the Dark, which spoiler, everyone here is. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have a
8: really good time on those episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a blast.
6: Awesome. Well, now that our Slimesters and Gackoids are more familiar with our podcast pals from the 90s Nostalgiaverse let's jump into some of our favorite 90s TV Christmas specials, Nickelodeon or otherwise. And beginning will be my choice from 1994 with Rocco's Modern Christmas. So what can I say about Rocco's Modern Christmas? Um, You know, growing up, I just really loved drawing cartoons, cartoony things. I was like ingesting everything Nicktoons when they first came out. Uh, You know, Doug Rugrats, Ren Stimpy, all of them. And then Rocco is kind of like the fourth child that got left behind but finally caught up in 1993 um but something about the way that it presented Christmas felt very different and fresh to me uh like the idea that you know it's trying to snow but there's no snow outside with that like single cloud that's just looming over Rocco's house and how like he Rocco's like trying everything he can to like get everyone invited to his Christmas party and at first they you know everyone in O-Town wants to come because you know through the magic of just telephone and having the message being passed along everyone finds out about it but unfortunately because ed Beekhead thinks that he can't uh go to the party because he didn't get invited he kind of pulls a old man scrooge move by uh spreading rumors that the elves that recently moved into town are have like foot festering fungi or something along those lines that everyone's like afraid to get because uh you know, they would be present at Rocco's party. So I, I thought that was an interesting spin on on a Christmas tale. Uh, and there's just a lot of great moments, a lot of great quotes. I mean, you you heard the fruitcake man uh, part of, you know, the intro of this episode. That's like one of my favorite moments there. And I wish they utilized him more, but, you know, it's a one-off character. What can you do? He's like the king of Festivus. Um, really love the pacing of the episode. I I like how... Uh, there's just a lot of great sight gags, like when Heifer and Filbert are talking or like selling Christmas trees outside the mall in their little tent. And they got like a cactus, a wooden soldier upside down in a metal bucket. And then this like tree that's panting like a dog. And I just remember being like, so traumatized when, when that tree like got chopped down with a chainsaw, I'm like, oh my God, it's like a dog dying, but it's in tree form. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, and then Filbert just like installs it in rocco's house and it just happens to be like 50 feet tall a lot bigger than what it looked like at the mall um very sweet very heartwarming a lot of great moments i don't know what else i can say about it i'd love to hear someone else's uh take on it if they remember rocco's Martin christmas
7: yeah that that tree gag was my was my favorite gag of the whole thing but the, the whole episode was great but that one the happy tree dead tree yeah <laughs> it's so morbid but that's Rocco yeah. for you
6: Yeah, morbid and full of innuendos whenever they can stick them in there.
7: (laughs) I like
11: how the cloud is, like, constipated in the beginning. Right? He even (laughs) drinks
6: prune juice at one
11: point. (laughs) So, actually, this was going to be the episode I was going to talk about. But, um, yeah, it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite as well.
12: I, I just like the elf Mitch. I just think that's great.
6: Yeah, the three legged elf. And <laughs> supposedly he was
12: lost in a blizzard, but
6: when he showed up in a taxi at then, he was like, no, I just went into seclusion because I felt like it. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe he just needed some time away from his healthy brethren.
11: And the way he would say, no, daddy. Yep, exactly.
6: <laughs> I was like, what accent is that? <laughs> uh, Elfish. Oh, oh, and we can't forget about the the robot Santa that like the elves are piling, and it ha- plays that catchy jingle twice in the episode. One when like Rocco visits the elf's house across the street, and also another time like in the credits, where it goes like ho 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 ho, and then music starts playing.
10: control we're gonna try the ho 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 button again this is a good time i'm just always happy when Rocco gets recognition
6: <laughs> definitely yeah gotta keep keep those shows of our childhood alive so moving on to alex what have you chosen for your favorite uh 90s tv christmas special
7: Okay, so I've got a preface that mine is a bit of a cheat. Uh, and for that, I apologize. But I watched this more in the 90s. It did not come out in the 90s. Technically, mm. it came out in the 80s. But my brother, who I've said in a previous episode, is eight years older than I am. And he got me into the show when I was young, really, really young, and recorded the special. And then every year we watched it so i have more memories of watching it in the 90s than i do the 80s which is why it clicks with me that it's a 90s show initially and it's clearly not and (laughs) then somehow it got recorded over and there was a video store movie warehouse that was close and they had a single vhs copy of the special and then the shop closed and i had no way of watching this thing ever until 96 97 uh wow. my dad was watching like uh, qvc or one of those paid for by, by our garbage uh networks yep. and they were selling vhs copies of the show and uh, act now and you can get the christmas special of peewee's playhouse christmas special i love this special it's not nickelodeon i don't care uh, i i love the nickelodeon ones i love all the other 90s tv shows but i can quote the entire 45 minute show beginning to end and i was doing that earlier today and i was driving my wife nuts she hates that special but if, if you've ever seen peewee it's You know what you're getting into. There's no plot. There really is no plot. It's just a series of goofy sketches. Uh, Pee-wee has made a huge Christmas list and everyone's wondering how he's going to get everything on his list. And the running gag is everybody is giving him fruitcake for Christmas. And he, he gets so much, he makes a, a room out of fruitcake. And um, it's filled, absolutely filled with special guest stars, uh, so much so that go, you can hardly go two minutes without seeing a new special guest. And the on the DVD that they had put out, they were the, the actress who played Miss Vaughn had said that her outfit was so decked out with Christmas, and her hair was filled with different Christmas decorations, it's not in the episode, but they put lights in her hair, and they had it attached to a battery pack. And then when they went to turn it on, there was so much juice going to those lights that it melted and was actually starting to burn her skin. And oh they didn't, and she didn't realize because it was happening so fast, but a tech crew member ye- yeeted the thing off of her head. And then she was like, OK, I, I, I don't want to wear that. And They, they didn't make her. But it, it is a fantastic episode and is the only Christmas special that I have to watch every year.
8: Wasn't Sharon this too?
7: She was. Uh, one of the other uh, camera men, I think, had said that he was a huge fan of hers and he brought the Cher doll to the set and showed it to her so she, she could sign it. And of course he's got to say I, I'm a big fan. And she wasn't impressed. She was like, oh, of course you are. You got the stupid doll. When you well, said it
10: has a lot of uh, cameos in it, and when I googled this, because I've never seen it, I was like, "Is that little Richard in this picture?" Yes,
7: it is. <laughs> yes,
10: it is. That's wild. What?
4: <laughs> it's like one
10: of the first pictures that come up when you Google it. Like, it's just
13: yeah. this you know, random it, cameo, yeah.
2: but I love it so much. And you know, oh, the whole Richard.
13: thing is is random. All of them. And you know, little Richard has like such a um. His personality—it's like he's from another dimension. Which <laughs> I think—I think these there's these artists that are like so talented. Like it's like they're, they're you're they're, not one of us. They're it's like you're not one of us. You know, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen someone explain it to Little Richard. And he's like, all right, okay. I just feel he's just like yeah, sure, I'll I'll show up.
9: <laughs> well, I think Little Richard played the dad in the Tale of the Captured Souls too, didn't he? Oh, that was cool, Dad. Um, <laughs>
6: that was uh. His name is Doug Spellman. His character, no, or his real name, I, it's one of the two. Yeah, is
8: that I, true? Like,
7: I, no, no, that no. Wasn't no him. I was <laughs> a,
6: he looks a lot like Little Richard, and also a little bit of. Uh, they got the same Lionel, mustache. Lionel it
1: oh,
7: it was Little Richie. He, he was in an episode <laughs> of Full House, but he was he was <laughs> yeah not <a>
1: <laughs> he was the niece's uh, uncle.
7: Yeah.
6: Cool. Well, that's a great pick, Alex. I did not see that coming because I thought you were <laughs> going to mention. Uh, the Christmas episode of you can't do that on television since you said eighties.
7: Uh, I, I, I do really enjoy that one, but no, it's, it's peewee all the
6: way. Cool. All right. Moving on to Cole. What have you got for us for your favorite nineties Christmas special?
1: When Brett told me how many people were going to be on this podcast, I immediately freaked out. Cause I thought if I'm going to go like early, I don't want to feel bad for, Taking somebody's. So I have to risk it. So my favorite is the uh Keenan and Kel episode, uh, the Christmas episode, uh, Merry Christmas, Keenan. And yes. uh it's it's so good. Like I my sister and I were huge Keenan and Kel fans. Like I just I love both Keenan and Kel individually. Like I, I've watched them in so many things growing up, um, and then to this day. So I just that show was just hilarious to me, and I watched it all the time. And the, the Christmas episode I thought was just so brilliantly done uh, because they, it, it's, you know, for Christmas, especially at the age I was when it came out, I remember just like being very obsessive about like, what can I get for Christmas? What does what, what it do, you know, that I want making the list and, you know, looking through the series catalog, Toys R Us catalog. And Keenan, you know, he's, he's carrying around this pamphlet pretty early on in the show because he wants his mountain bike. And, you know, it, this is the type of thing I would do. You would have that item in that catalog you would just kind of you know dwell over it for for weeks and months until you know San, you know Santa Claus came and uh I I was just so impressed that he you know kind of saw it when what ends up happening is he he, he ends up playing a Santa Claus at the toy department because some kid uh belts Santa in the face punches him in the face knocks him out and so uh logically you know find somebody in the store to immediately go replace Santa Claus and uh and Kel gets to be an elf, it was actually like, it was great. Like, I think they should have done that as Kel would have said, do this all year round, which was a great joke. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I love that he, you know, kind of gave up his mountain bike dream to purchase these toys for these kids that came through the line. And, um, you know, their mother had basically told them that she lost her job and they've fallen on hard times. And so he shows up that night as Santa Claus and delivers a bunch of toys and, um, I always thought that was awesome, but I think the most mind blowing thing was that I always thought about was how expensive was this mountain bike that he wanted because he comes rolling through and he's got like a portable CD player, stuffed animals, a bike for both the boy and the girl in the family, all sorts of stuff. I'm sitting there like that's that's crazy because I'm thinking like I'm crunching numbers in my head like, well, the kid's bike, you know, the boys, bike that's probably like three or four hundred dollars and the girl's bike, maybe give or take a hundred dollars less than that one. And just trying to figure out like how expensive this mountain bike was. But I always thought that was like pretty good, you know, working at a grocery store part-time while you're still in school and, and then playing Santa a couple of times, that's some pretty good money. So I don't know. I was always, you know, obsessed with that episode and I watch it every year to this day. It's one of the few uh, specials I go back to. And uh, it really reminds me of a time where my sister and I had, most of these Nick specials recorded on a VHS tape that we would just play over and over commercials and all, I mean, you can't skip that because you know, some of the best toy commercials shown uh, in between, but um, it's not Christmas. If there's no Keenan and Kel Christmas special.
6: Yeah, definitely. That's an excellent pick. Um, When I was originally doing a top five for this episode, that was like number three on my list because I really loved how heartwarming it was with like Keenan making the decision to like, give up his bike at first for the kids who like were dealing going through hard times in christmas so just to see that and you know mixed with their trademark comedy and kel going nuts as an elf it was it was just fun yeah. from beginning to end and i think i think keenan kel in general just do holiday specials really well more than other 90s nick shows like they're very consistent with their quality
1: yeah and that was that was that first season too so i mean there were Hey, they, you know, they. I remember the intro. They come in with like the sled onto the stage, and mm-hmm. they had the fake snow. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be so good. So, I mean, they really did a great job, like introducing the episode, and then like it just felt special from the beginning. Like every episode always had that gag right before where you know Kel would say something and Keenan would you know take it as like okay this you know let's start the show I've got this crazy idea and you know like I said when the sled came out and the snow started coming down I was like oh wow this is I mean it felt special and it really was like they absolutely delivered and then the end having the whole cast come out and seeing you know a Christmas carol um was really fun too and then obviously the the all here it goes towards the end uh joke that you know you have to have it was just really well done
6: Yeah, it's pretty much taking a a page out of the playbook of uh, Charlie Brown Christmas with like everyone singing at the end. I thought it was great.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And you can't forget the infamous tuba phone, the toy I wish existed, right? Like, (laughs) I wish I could be blowing a tuba during this conversation. One of the the best lines (laughs) in television history. We'll see if we can
7: find one for you.
1: Please do. Yeah.
7: (laughs) And the basic premise of the episode very much reminded me of the Boy Meets World Christmas episode with... um, not not Sean. Uh, Eric wanted to be a. He was a Santa Claus, and he was giving gifts to, to anybody. Oh, uh, Santa's little kids. helper. Yeah, yeah.
10: Let's
6: go with Phil. What is your favorite '90s Christmas special?
10: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, me and Eric kind of actually, I, I think we have the same one, so we might tag team this. Actually, I don't. I'm, okay. I, I didn't mean. I don't mean to mess y'all, mess your uh, rotation up.
4: But oh, you're fine. Wow. Go for <laughs> okay. it.
10: Yeah, we are going to tag team this one. It's one we've been talking about all day. And um, for those of you who haven't seen our artwork for our podcast, it is like a cross between Keenan and Kel and Hey Arnold. So we, of course, we're either going to go with Keenan and Kel or Hey Arnold. We went, with, um, we went with Hey Arnold and we went with Arnold's Christmas uh, mm-hmm. from season one. And, you know, that episode holds a very special place to my heart for a whole bunch of different reasons. Like one of the main things we talk about on our show is we talk about the, either the representation or the lack thereof, you know, from those shows back in, you know, back in the day. And one, one reason Hey Arnold is like my favorite, one of my favorite shows of all time is it was just so ahead of its time in terms of the subject matter that it tackled and stuff that you just really weren't used to hearing about. You know, as a kid, like I was what, eight, I think when this episode came out 1996. So yeah, eight years old. So The only thing, because in this episode, you know what, they don't come out and say it, but it is referencing, of course, the Vietnam War. And the only thing that, like, I'm familiar with is that my dad fought in the Vietnam War. You don't really know anything about it. It's kind of, like, looked at as this shameful past of America, right? No one really likes to talk about it. But then you don't think about, like, the other side of that. And we get to see a character in Mr. Nguyen. And this was their first Christmas special. So they they easily could have gone a pretty traditional route and they didn't do it, you know? So it's like the fact that they dove into this story with Mr. Wynn was so, it was, look obviously watching it as an adult, it really gets you. As a kid, you're like, man, this is something I really didn't like, didn't register what was going on. How about you, Eric? Like, how did you feel at the time when you first saw it compared to, of course, watching it now when it's like a totally different experience?
14: Yeah, same. It, you know, it didn't really land on me the same way as a child as it does, you know, as an adult, especially like, On top of that, you know, being a parent now and, you know, seeing him have to, like, make the decision between do I keep my child with me or do I, you know, send my child onto this helicopter to go to a brand new country that I'm not familiar with and not know exactly when I'm going to see, you know, her again, you know, he had to make that tough choice and he did. And, you know, it ended up being 20 years that, you know, he before he was able to get out of um, Vietnam and to make it. Uh, to America to a city that they didn't really tell us where they <laughs> where Arnold was living at all they didn't even tell make. us <laughs> but uh you know it took them all that time to you know to get there and to find her so yeah it definitely you know tugs at the heartstrings a bit differently now uh than it did as a kid
10: but also it still has like a lot of really great jokes in it like in the very beginning where Arnold is asking what Gerald got for like his family he's like oh I got I got my mom my dad a tie I got my, my brother a tie. I got my sister a tie. <laughs> and then at the very end, when Arnold talks him out of getting ties for everybody, Gerald's like, all right, see you later. He's like, where are you going? He's like, oh, I got to return your gift because he
14: clearly got Arnold <laughs> a tie. <laughs>
10: <Right>. <laughs> so there's still like all that really great stuff. And also you see the relationship between, between him and Gerald. Like Gerald stuck by him through that whole day, Christmas Eve, like spent the whole day with him. Um, and then of course, again, one of my favorite parts about it too is like Helga having one of those classic like, Oh, am I going to do the right thing? Like she wanted those snow boots so bad and she got them and she gave them up, you know, so that Arnold and Mr. Wink could have this, uh, th- this special Christmas. And, you know, she's still absolutely insane, but she's just such a great character. Um, I mean, you could give her her own series. Like Eric, you and I have talked about that. I mean, she's, she's a main character and she really like flashes in this episode.
14: She does. And, you know, the I, the thing I like about this episode and, and in general I would say Hey Arnold was one of the few cartoons that my entire family would actually sit around and watch. And I think the reason why, like, you know, I have an older brother that's seven years older and then my mom. So nine times out of ten, they weren't trying to watch any cartoons with me and my younger brother. But Arnold had such good themes and it always had some type of message and something to kind of like learn and take away from. Uh, I think that it kind of allowed everybody in the house to, to actually enjoy it. So I never had a hard time getting everyone to sit down and and watch Arnold. And in this particular episode is just one of those episodes that uh, just has a great lesson in it. You know, it, it kind of have a kind of has a like a duality because you're you're toggling back and forth between uh, Helga and then uh, Arnold and Gerald. And you can oh. see Arnold is like really in the Christmas spirit. He's trying to learn about uh, Mr. Wynn and what he can do to, um, you know, help him find his daughter. You know, even like Phil said, he's telling Gerald that it's not just as simple as getting someone, you know, any old gift. It needs to be something that's from the heart. But then on the completely other side, you have Helga who's being completely selfish and she's Mm -hmm. all about getting presents at the beginning of the episode. Uh, But, you know, through the course of the episode, um, you know, Helga learns that Christmas is more than, you know, presents for herself and that she seemed to have felt better doing something for Arnold, who was doing something for Mr. Wynn. You know at the end of it all and um again you know that's just like i said arnold always had those great messages and uh, this is just a christmas special that has stuck with me uh through through my childhood and my adulthood
10: and then the last thing i mentioned too i think one thing that really helps out is the authenticity of it because bowen coleman who is mr Wynn's voice actor was in Vietnam when all this was going on. So like they brought him along, uh, showed him the first draft of the story and all that kind of stuff to make sure it was authentic to what was going on. So that really, I think made a huge difference. Not only did have, you know, Vietnamese voice actor, which again, not a whole lot of those back in the day. So that made a really big difference. And then the last thing I'll point out is I thought it kind of sucked for Mr. Bailey. Arnold and Gerald got everything on the list, except the boots that had been sold out for months that he still wouldn't help them. Until Helga gave uh, did Helga I hope Helga got to keep the boots
14: <laughs> because they got everything else. That was his fault, Mr. Bailey. <laughs> yeah, I, I was hoping he at least gave her the money for the boots because right. I'm assuming Arnold and Gerald gave him the difference, you know, pack. Yeah. But you know they didn't they didn't get into all that. <laughs> We'll leave that uh,
6: to the imagination.
14: Yeah. <laughs>
7: While I put up Christmas decorations, like I'm sure many families do, just play Christmas movies and specials and things like that. And I went through the whole gamut of different Nickelodeon specials. And my wife was in the room just rolling her eyes at Rocco. I, I think her eyes completely disappeared when Ren and Stimpy came on. But when, <laughs> when it got to the Hey Arnold episode... I would occasionally see her glancing back at the TV and then because she had never seen a single episode and after the episode was done, she had a slight pause and went that was a very sweet episode mm-hmm. and it it really is uh, everything you've said, especially with it really breaking the norm for Christmas specials is it yeah. makes it that much more special among Christmas specials. yeah I think
10: it's still kind of mentioned you know amongst those those top tier lists so yeah mm-hmm. agree definitely. definitely sticks out.
6: Um, But moving on, uh, Max, would you like to go next?
10: Yeah, so, well, you
11: took my episode, so I'm like, crap. <laughs> um, you got a backup
6: or do you <laughs> want to add anything?
11: I, I got a backup and I'm like, well, when I'm in this situation, what do I go to? So I was like, Power Rangers. Yes. So, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm a huge Power Rangers
4: fan. It's always Toby. Okay. So it's more in,
2: time.
11: In season three, there's this crazy episode. It so it's shit. called... <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white ranger all right I don't know if you guys remember this but it's Sounds it's familiar. bonkers so basically the Power Rangers are putting on a Christmas pageant with some kids and then you know Lord Zed doesn't like Christmas and <laughs> his brilliant plan was to like put a curse on a toy top and then um, he wanted to like mass produce it So the best place to do that is not Saban, but to go to the North Pole. So freaking Santa Claus is in this episode. And um, it's crazy. Like the Power Rangers go to the North Pole. Um, There's elves in this episode and there's all the shenanigans. There's Christmas carols. The Power Rangers are never in their suits in this episode. They don't have their powers um all the budget went to i guess um i don't know Same christmas paycheck. decorations and stuff so uh yeah that that was like i was like what am i going to do i know power rangers so it, it, it's amazing. not it's not good it's not good but it's power rangers so
7: you love it but I mean, you that, mean, would, that
11: like, would, would be like my pick.
7: you mean you're not going to go with alpha's magical christmas
6: that, Darn it, that Alex, you're hunting. gonna, you stole my thunder. <laughs> I was gonna ask about that because that's a direct VHS video, and it's just
4: yes.
6: Alpha <laughs> in the communication center talking with Zordon like it's an ordinary day. Rangers are off, God knows where, and they just invite a bunch of kids to the communication center as if it's like a a tour, like a museum tour or something. Which, fun fact, that actually is based off a museum, the, the command center in California. <laughs> so I want
8: that VHS. (laughs) I'll see
6: if my grandma has it and I can send it to you because she saves everything for my childhood.
8: (laughs) No, you know how bad I want that VHS, Brett. (laughs) I know you're
6: you're a VHS aficionado. Like you're, you're more hardcore than me when it comes to like buying new
10: ones after they break. We're actually doing, that's the episode we're doing in the end of December. So we're going to be going over that. So I'm excited to talk about. I forgot that it was that his his whole plan was I'm going to mass produce this toy (laughs) because he wants to control consumerism.
11: Exactly, which is hilarious because Saban is part of Power Rangers or they own Power Rangers, and they're just a you know a a toy making company that just made a TV show as commercials. So
6: and I find it also interesting that now Hasbro has the rights to produce new seasons Mm -hmm. of Power Rangers as well. So just further drives home the whole toy tie-in which has always been prominent ever since season one in 1993
11: for sure but their toys are garbage i hate the hasbro toys
6: yes let's actually uh jump back a little bit to andrew because he's over there in the corner of the zoom call uh what is your favorite 90s nick not nick but like nostalgic special
0: yeah yeah um uh great pick so far i just want to say um And uh, as far as Nickelodeon goes, um, Rocco's Modern Life and Hey Arnold, uh, probably the two top special, two two top Christmas specials. A lot of these uh, Christmas episodes, I feel like are hard to watch at other times of the year, like beyond Christmas time, but a a few of them will, I'll like break that rule for, um, including those two. But uh, the Christmas episode that like for me is just, has been my favorite for so long i feel like it just hits the perfect note um is uh marge be not proud um Mm. simpsons
5: yes um
0: it's such a good one it's it's like it's got that perfect um like early simpsons uh uh like sentimentality like it's Mm. not pure uh gags like it has become kind of um and there's just so much good about this episode. So many of my favorite, um, some of my favorite gags, like uh, the Lee Carvalho putting, um, one of my like all-time favorites. Um, and there's just uh, like the Troy McClure segment, the Camp Granada. Um, <laughs> I, I love Bart being, um, like imagining being in jail for stealing the video game. And it's just, it's just so... Gray and horrible, and like uh, Nelson getting his um, carpet samples for his like <laughs> gift. Um, oh, it, it's there's something so good about it. Um, also, uh, one of my all-time favorite like Simpsons um, just like visual gags is Bart having to put the the marshmallow into his own uh, hot chocolate, and it <laughs> expands to the whole cup because he can't do it, doesn't know how to do it right.
6: I always wonder if that was possible in real life and what it would taste like.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I love how he, it kind of looks good the way he cuts it and like has a slice. Mm.
4: Um,
0: <laughs> but uh, this, uh, is just one of those episodes that like hits my nostalgia bone, and I think is also just really objectively good too, hilarious and also, um, like, heartfelt. In moments you know yeah that's, that's a just strong pick
6: yeah i agree it's all like right. a, a really well-rounded <laughs> episode too um yeah. it's got the charm it's got the sentimentality it's got the gags um you know it got a little bit of conflict and tension with that security officer and of course it's got a very iconic quote ellie is this what you were going to say
12: oh yeah buy me bone storm or go to hell
6: <laughs> yes the seven best word phrase in <laughs> Simpsons history, potentially.
12: I also just love the visual of uh, Millhouse So excited to enter his name, Thrill House. <laughs> uh, Allie, while,
6: while we're uh, connecting there, what's your favorite 90s Christmas special?
12: Well, I'm really glad Andrew mentioned that one because that for me, I was having the hardest time between that one and this one that I'm going to throw out. And so
4: uh-huh. um,
12: <laughs> for my 90s TV special, uh it has to be mr Bean. uh mr bean christmas episode uh yes mr bean uh yes absolutely it's uh it's fantastic it's uh it's mr bean at its best um you know for those aren't familiar mr bean is this obscure human they almost (laughs) presented like an alien but um doing <laughs> living in society and doing it as horribly as possible um it's it's basically slapstick there's no dialogue um it's all visual gags and uh it's it's fantastic there's so much through it that's uh i love that he like as in, he's bored in the department store so he goes over to the nativity scene and starts playing with it and then all of a sudden there's like a dinosaur coming in and like taking out the baby jesus and all this stuff and then um it's also famous for the, the the turkey gag so that friends gag that you might love is actually a mr bean gag first yep. he gets his head stuck in a turkey um was this my-
8: person mr bean
12: mr
6: bean
7: okay yep. I-
12: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll recognize him by the silly faces he makes it's rowan atkinson um from
7: you you've seen him in everything you just don't know it's him
12: but the thing i love most about mr bean is he's he's not a redeemable character uh in any way possible um <laughs> there is no real like moral or like happy solution it actually ends on kind of a sad note um and he's he's just kind of a jerk for lack of a better term and I I think that's what makes it the most fun for me to watch um but if you haven't seen it it's on Hulu right now it's free to watch and uh I think the whole first season's on there so if you haven't seen Mr. Bean get in there because it's fantastic
7: going along with your uh, him being a jerk uh, an example is he's about to go to bed for the night he sits down at his chair he's got his little table beside him and it's got his candies and turns on the television and it's action now changes the channel action uh no changes the channel horror now turns it off he's done and then he hears a, a choir of kids outside of his door and opens the door and there was the, they were singing Christmas carols to him and it's very sweet and very pretty and he's he gets genuinely excited oh, turns the chair around straightens the tables up and then sits there and just listens to them and almost falls asleep then grabs the candies and stands up and walks to the door waits for them to finish and then just slams the door on them and puts the candy away
12: yeah. Those are just yeah. his social constructs. He has none, so he's like, "Well, they're done. I'm done listening to this. So bye." Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, yeah, free to watch on Hulu. Go check it out if you haven't. Um, it's definitely like the one Christmas TV special with that and the the Simpsons one that Andrew just mentioned that I have to watch mm. every year.
6: Excellent pick, Allie. Excellent.
11: So here's awesome. my gift to everybody here and listening. Just Google Mr. Bean Photoshop. You're welcome. Gosh. <laughs> is this that's some all that's, all, that's all i'm here? saying that's
7: all i'm saying <laughs> okay that's that's like up there with the um nigel thornberry
6: yeah on his face on like everything Every, like yeah little mermaid and whatnot
7: <laughs> oh man it's hysterical
6: uh let's go to toby and brooke do you each have a separate one or do you have the same one
13: yeah, we separate. we have uh, separate ones. Um, <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Okay, uh, so uh, this episode really uh, stood out to me, but it was uh, it was 1994, December 1994, uh, and one of my favorite shows uh, was and still is uh, Family Matters, hmm. and uh, the Family Matters ran for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. I I I and it was another show that really could seamlessly tackle serious issues and then be funny and they, they and I mean over the course of I think it's nine or ten seasons I mean they tackled race and mm-hmm. I mean racial profiling and violence mm-hmm. in schools and I and and I mean I really th- those things stuck with me you know but there was a Christmas episode and they had several mm-hmm. and one of them was called uh Miracle on Elm Street <laughs> and it was about uh, so Little Richie he's a little little kid you know uh he brings home a homeless man uh because for him uh, like you know it's like hey uh, you know it's Christmas I thought I'd be nice I'd bring home this homeless man and Carl and the family you know and oh gosh I love Reginald Bell Johnson yeah we love Carl Winslow in this house (laughs) and well not only that he was also Sergeant Powell yeah diehard so he's freaking yeah. And I, but Carl's great too because he's, he's a tough guy, but that he's, he's a, he's a big teddy bear too. Yeah, and um, so little Richie brings home this homeless guy. His name's Ben. And, ben, and they're all like, oh my gosh, what has this kid done? What is, <laughs> what has he done? You know, bringing home this homeless man. As the episode progresses, Ben is teaching them lessons about Christmas. And you start to think that there's more to him than the fact that he's just a homeless guy. And he's played by actor Art Evans. I forget how far into the episode it is where him and Carl have a conversation and he tells Carl that he's Santa Claus <laughs> and I'm thinking is this guy nuts <laughs> no because he knew what Carl wanted for Christmas when he was a kid which was this space helmet <laughs> but here's what's cool Carl but Carl didn't get it like yeah. like Carl wanted it one year and Carl was mad and and he didn't believe in Santa because of it right I don't know what it was that really moved me about it but it was this uh, and you know the acting in it's fantastic, it's a great cast, but uh, the Ben, you know, or Santa, he says he's Santa, and he says, you know, I remember that year, Carl, I remember what you wanted, but it was a tough year, and I I had to, you know, I had to, and I was thinking, wow, okay, so Santa, he doesn't get it all right, you know, <laughs> it was just, I, he was just,
2: very adult,
13: yeah, it was just like, <laughs> hey, no, I didn't just wave my hand and make gifts appear, so like, Carl had to learn this lesson that it's not always about these gifts that you want, it, it just, it turned out to be a really sweet, um episode and and really moving and of course carl he gets it in the end of course he gets his space helmet and then he realizes oh my gosh the guy was santa it's
2: like neil with the weenie whistle from santa
13: Claus. yeah and it always <laughs> stuck you know that episode always stuck with me plus Sorry. you know you know growing up with christmas uh, most of the time santa is this this, this big jolly. Well, he's not homeless. No, he's not. He's always in the red suit and he's this big jolly white guy with a beard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Art Evans is black and he also was just dressed kind of like a homeless guy. And he told Carl, he said, I, 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 I disguised myself as a homeless man at Christmas, I, I guess just to kind of, so he can, you know, be around people. And I was like, that is one of the, that, that is the best portrayal of Santa Claus.
2: Well, you can tell how, if a person's really a nice person by how they treat a stranger, not just Right.
13: And that was, I was like, what a brilliant take on Santa that he didn't just sit up there like in this office, <laughs> I guess.
2: <and laughs> eat <he> cookies
13: <laughs> And eat cookies. He like <laughs> hangs out with people. And yeah. I mean, again, I'm thinking in the, in the, you know, as if Santa were real, but like. Isn't he? He, what I'm saying is, <laughs> uh, that that he would be among people
4: yeah
13: among people who who need the most you know and 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 um I just thought wow that that always stuck with me and I, I thought that was so cool when he gets his helmet too I just love that so yeah it was a great show that's my favorite Christmas uh episode
7: yeah. can anybody name anything that Reginald Val, Val Johnson has done where he was not a police officer <laughs> uh-huh. I can think of three things and all three of them he
14: was uh-huh. a police officer <laughs> <laughs> he was, like he was in robocop too wasn't
7: he he was in ghostbusters
14: oh ghostbusters okay. <laughs> yep, he
2: mm.
14: was in Go- has anyone <laughs> seen his um planters peanuts commercial no
4: <laughs> yeah that's a
14: new thing I, I literally saw it uh last night on instagram <laughs> he has a planters peanut he's he comes out singing in a suit, and everything is hilarious <laughs>
8: that's amazing yeah i'm gonna have to watch that now <laughs> that's,
2: a, that's yeah. such a, a choice to make to get back into but yeah i'll make it it's the peanut commercials where we're gonna do
8: it i heard he was the real
7: santa (laughs) Mm. Well, brooke what is your pick
2: okay so mine's a little bit weird because it's not like a show but when i it was so monumental to me as a child and this is i'm probably getting a lot of groans and that's fine (laughs) um okay so we all remember tgif and we miss it uh they're on in 1997 tgif did like a holiday special with (laughs) hansen
8: yes
2: (laughs) okay i i was i had a feeling i was like cassandra's gonna feel me Mm -hmm. um and it was meet hansen and i i felt like it was maybe a fever dream like because i know it happened but like i used to like look for (sighs) him and like it it's like it didn't exist so i googled it the other day finally i was like i know i sat and waited by my tv set and pressed record when it came on like I know these things happen my mom still has it so but yes it was an actual you can google it you can find it on youtube and Hanson and I listen to this album every year Snowden
8: yes and it's blue and white great album
2: I have a poster (laughs) I have a Snowden poster in my classroom full of teenagers they know I'm not cool. It's fine. <laughs> it's on the wall. I have no shit. Well, it's not on the wall now. It was. I, I had to take it down, but like, it's, I just love Hanson. So, this TV special is at first, it looks like a Dick Clark, like old black and white, like, you know, Beatles or something like that. And then it bursts into color as umbop. You know, hurts all our ears except me.
8: I love it. Greatest song of all time. If they had not, done
2: <laughs> no, you don't get to. You don't even get to talk. Uh, I, I still haven't
6: figured out the exact lyrics of Mbop, but I'm getting closer.
2: You know a secret like, like no one knows. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about
8: it <laughs> but, that's uh, a really good album actually a really
2: good album it's one of my favorite christmas albums so they start like that and then they kind of do a walkthrough of like you know they i'm sure you remember cassandra that vhs that came out like tokyo mm-hmm. australia in the middle of nowhere and i watched it yep all the time but they did kind of a short little montage of that and then they did some song- they it looked like it was going to be this 1960s Christmas special and they had their little sweaters and like everything's going wrong and then they do songs from their album and then a mini concert and I remember being at school and be like guys it's happening tonight guys we're <laughs> gonna be on. and like we were so excited and I was like I have it I have it on VHS oh my god Ashley like I, we were so it was such a big deal and like What's funny is that I don't watch that every year, but I think of it and I'm like, that was so monumental to me in 1997 when I was going to marry Taylor Hanson. It obviously (laughs) didn't work out, which is fine. But but fun fact, actually my family, they're friends with Hanson. So I really actually kind of had some, I had some grounding to go on. I was like, I can make this happen. I can call Marilinda and she can get them to go with the (laughs) church together. It's fine. But um they're all happy. God bless them.
8: But um <laughs> wait, but and they're that, still making
7: records.
2: They are and they're good. Have
8: you heard them lately? They're like, Yeah. They're <laughs>
4: Like, they were
7: on Masked Singer not that long ago. Oh my them.
6: goodness! I recently just got into Masked Singer because of my girlfriend, so I guess yeah. I'm in for a few surprises if they're on there. Because <laughs> I've already binged the first three seasons
2: while I was here. So
8: good. They use their music in um, some kids' movies now, so Minions and stuff like that. So my oh, really? kids are familiar with them too. That is cool.
2: But yeah, I mean they're they're incredible musicians. They're really awesome, you know, singing. But um, but yeah, it's a weird special because it's not it's it's Christmassy, but it's not like. Canon, yeah, were That's
8: you able the- to find it on YouTube or anything? Oh,
2: yes, it's in uh, so few you-, you the links.
8: Yes, thank part you. One,
2: two And three, it's a 30 minute special, it's like a- an actual <sighs> holiday special. And on the part one, two, and three, they have the commercials from 1997 from like Sabrina <laughs> the Teenage Witch and Teen Angel. And I was like, all oh, this trash, it was so great! Such I a love-
6: throwback. It. Yeah, I
2: want <laughs> would- would- they had a huge montage of commercials, and it's like five minutes of commercials and I was like I'm not even fast forwarding it. I love this. Yeah. No, like yeah. see
8: ugh, like could you imagine going into a thrift store and you grab a VHS that it's just somebody's home movies and you put it on and that's what you got. I would weep right
2: weep, I would weep rivers. Yeah. For
8: 98 cents.
2: <laughs> so that's my strange Christmas vessel.
6: No, it's a great pick. I mean <laughs> you you were talking with me yesterday about your pick yeah. and I was like this is a thing? <laughs>
4: but you know i saw the link That's and lo and happening. behold it
6: existed so who That's knew that baby. they were they were more than just a one-hit wonder
4: right
12: the Hanson no. brothers also own a brewery
4: <laughs> right What's that?
12: They have a, the Hanson brothers also own a brewery and they have a beer called mm-hop <laughs>
4: <laughs>
8: but uh, brett, you, you are right though brett like, like they were genius. they did only have one hit like <laughs> it, it was
6: monumental but i can't name a, yeah. another song by them i just know that you know it's the three guys that look like girls with the long blonde hair yep, mm-hmm.
8: <laughs> yep they and did. they're
6: very catchy
7: popular enough to host a, a whole night of snick
8: yeah. yes and they're wholesome
7: an honor
13: yes yeah
6: cool wow. that's a great pick brooke <laughs> totally you. out left field, but i love it hey yeah. before
13: so, we, uh hey before we go on i just want to say because it's for max so t- today <laughs> brooke went to the thrift store and brought this home <laughs>
11: Oh man, yo, that's amazing! It, ninety-four. It's, maybe. it's
13: Bandai. It's from ninety-four, and look, it does like a shin kick or something.
9: <laughs> oh, that's
11: awesome!
13: Oh. <laughs> it's like you a know, okay. soccer ball. Okay, that's so
7: fantastic. Those of you who are listening, and if you're not watching this on YouTube, go yeah. to YouTube and see it. But they've they've got an a Zach Power Ranger action <laughs> figure, and it does the 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 karate kick action like Buzz
13: Lightyear. Yes, yeah.
6: <laughs> to infinity,
7: I'm beyond.
13: Yeah. So yeah, Brooke came in and said, this is from the nineties. And when she showed it, I uh, forgot. And it's, it's the mastodon and everything. Like. Yeah, it's
6: fantastic. That's awesome. yeah it's I do have, f- I do have to say that I own the white ranger version that I actually got for Christmas in 1994 or five, whenever the second season of power rangers was. And I remember being like so blown away that no one else had it in school. And I brought it with me to second grade to show it off, like to all my power ranger friends, like, wow, that's so cool. No one else has that one. And then, as a stroke of bad fortune, <laughs> I was playing with him oh, no. in the bathroom and his cool gold vest separated. I didn't know it separated and I accidentally flushed it down the toilet. So
4: oh, no. now I had,
6: <laughs> I had a plain white, white ranger figure. And when I showed <laughs> it to my friends next time, you know, I went to school, they're like, Something feels off about him. Naked. What's this he track? looks naked. <laughs> yeah, because he's just all plain white. There's like no even black colored in diamond or anything. It's, it's the strangest thing. That's a bootleg. I think no, some it, of my it was s- authentic.
7: I think some of my soul just left my body. Yeah, my left my
8: body.
6: <laughs> I, I did not know better. I flushed many toys down the toilet by accident as a kid. But uh, yeah. move, moving on from that.
8: No, it's crazy you say that because Brett, my brother, flushed a Ninja Turtle down the toilet. How yeah. big? Oh, that's home.
11: the origin story. Yeah, yeah.
8: <laughs> did
4: it. Right. He was the creator big in the sewers.
13: <laughs> that's how Splinter found him. Yet. My turtles.
6: that Does he flush easier than a corn cob? <laughs> For those of you uh, who remember Door Unlocked from Are You Fear the Dark. Enough about toilet humor. Let's uh, go to Portland. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite 90s Christmas special
9: that you recall? That's an unfortunate little transition there because I was going to say the Ren and Stimpy Christmas special. I here. was oh, just going to say, speaking of potty wait, humor, wait, wait,
7: wait, Ren and Stimpy. Wait.
9: <laughs> yeah. Which one? Because they technically had two. Yes. I was thinking of Son of Stimpy. The best the one that kind of immediately mm-hmm. came to my mind uh when you talked about doing the christmas episode i gotta say though i haven't seen it in probably like 25 years at least it's not one that i remember regularly watching it was like when i think of christmas specials, you know my the first one's hey arnold but i don't know there was just something something fun about nostalgia is kind of having like those inkling of memories of old things that you used to watch and then kind of like trying to piece it together and think about what it is for a while and that's kind of what I did with that Ren and Stimpy episode. Um, I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember being quite young and watching it and really enjoying it, but I had older brothers. So yeah.
6: That's a great pick. Cause I actually did some research for that when I originally made this a top five list and I found some more information behind the, the story. So aside from the basic plot that, you know, Stimpy has his first fart like ever, and he thinks he accidentally <laughs> gave birth to a kid named Stinky He like cherishes him and then he somehow runs away, floats away. And then he goes on this epic frigid journey out into the cold in some random city looking for stinky. And he's like searching in police stations. He goes to like the Salvation Army Santa's like butt to see if he's hiding there and all these crazy things. And meanwhile, Ren's just like, whatever. Okay. When is this episode over? And then uh, they, they finally like reunite and they get Stimpy home and they just have a very heartfelt moment here. And I remember John Kay commenting about this because, you know, the part of the thing that made Ren Stimpy successful through the Nickelodeon era when it first aired was that Vanessa Coffey's like heartfelt emotions with like her involvement with the show helped balance John Kay's mania. And we touched upon that in uh, Noble Salgia when I did favorite Ren Stimpy episodes with them. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, he, he actually made that episode kind of as a joke or a poke at Hollywood because yeah. he felt that Um, you know, you shouldn't be able to, to, you know, elicit people's emotions just by like very well-timed musical cues. Like I'll, I'll prove to you that what I'm saying is like just produce trash and not actually made with love and care. Like some of the other Christmas specials are so, you know, taking that idea to the next level, he's like, why don't I just like do something totally random that you wouldn't even expect to have empathy for like, you know, uh, uh a fart that has a face and could talk. Um, and yet even even with those musical cues and the very loose narrative that like took us on this journey of Stimpy essentially looking for his lost son that he just gave birth to somehow a funny thing happened where most people could relate to that like struggle and closeness to having a child and just being a parent and having that love there when you're together with them that it became a big hit. And I don't know how John Kay felt about that specifically after it aired. I, you'll have to ask him himself if you could reach him. But it just goes to show that it doesn't really matter how the format is, whether it's produced or if it's actually heartfelt. As long as you can resonate with it in some sort of meaningful way, that's all that counts. And you know, it ended up breaking conventions by proving that when it aired and was a hit with viewers of all ages.
7: And it was played so serious uh, <laughs> i think it was just as serious as the doug christmas special oh jeez I, I mean yeah. the, yes that you had your gross humor uh stimpy was talking to the boogers underneath the seat to, to see if they knew where the fart had gone but they still played it so seriously
8: here's uh, a fun click stein fact um, Mitchell Kriegman during that time was the one doing like the final okay yep. on the storyboards for Run and Stimpy. So of course he's a creator of Clarissa Explains It All.
6: Yeah. It's, it's surprising to think how well, uh, the people we, we love for creating these shows like Pete and Pete Clarissa Explains It All, et cetera, were also involved in other shows that we loved either before they got really popular or like, you know, just wanted to lend a helping hand. like. Before I started doing 90s podcasting, just for example, I never knew that Will McRobb wrote episodes for Kablam or was involved with Friend and Stimpy along with Mitchell Kriegman and that Craig Bartlett originally worked on Rugrats before he got a start on Hey Arnold with his own series. So it, it, it's really interesting to see how the dots connect and how they have, they share that like similar sentimentality, kind of like we have as podcasters who all talk about 90s nostalgia, but in our own specific flavor and how that kind of you know, generates that love and warmth that we associate with all the nostalgia that we keep coming back to.
7: And I do want to say that this episode of Ren and Stimpy has the one quote that I use all the time. And there's a a part where Ren is very concerned with Stimpy. It's been a long time and he's very sad and very depressed. And he tries, Ren tries to get Stimpy to get some kind of emotion back. And But his answer is always,
9: Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah.
7: And I say that all the time in that in, in that context and in that uh, inflection when my wife wants to know, so what do you want to get something to eat?
6: I don't care. Sounds so sad and depressed. Let me I cheer don't, you up somehow. I don't care. I don't care.
4: <laughs>
6: yeah, that's a great pick, Hortland. Um, I'll briefly mention for anyone curious and unaware that the other Ren Stimpy Christmas special out there was like around season five. Yep. And it was called A Scooter for Yaksmiths. And it actually featured stinky whistle of all people who sang the happy, happy, joy, joy song as like the Santa fill-in uh, who like deliver presents to people down their chimneys in the weird, and stimpy way. But uh, we'll probably talk about that at a later point. Um, all right, last but not least, Cassandra, what have you got for us?
8: All right, is- perfect. My pick is going to be The Secret World of Alex Mack Oh,
6: (laughs) I, I had no idea. I thought it was going to be cat dog,
8: (laughs) (laughs) but this is like a multi-layered experience. My actual choice. It's very avant-garde. I'm going with Pee Wee Herman experience of it all. Okay. Because my actual pick is, um, you know, the big episode number 35 of the big orange couch. Hmm. So they covered this episode. It was amazing. And it was from December, 1995. And basically a chimpanzee gets loose in town in like a tree. What are they called? Like a tree. I don't want to say a factory, but like.
7: Sawmill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no tree lot.
8: Yeah, thank you. a tree lot. <laughs> and he gets powers. um uh, he you know, he ingests the G6161 and shenanigans are afoot and Alex Mack <laughs> uses her powers for some reason to make a peace sign in the sky. and it's just all very magical and Christmasy and it's a great episode. and also it's just a great episode of their podcast in general.
6: Yeah, yeah. I actually revisited the gift uh not too long ago and I forgot how bonkers it was with like the monkey yeah. being doused with G one sixty G C one sixty one, that's it. And um, you know, like Alex <laughs> trying to sell a Christmas tree to Annie, her sister, and her boyfriend, and how like um what's what's Vince's like friendly's friendly lackeys name who like takes the chimp home and like spends Christmas with him watching yeah. TV? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very goofy and charming. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's a good pick. Very under the radar, but I think, you know, if you're an Alex Mack fan, uh, it's worth checking out. Even even if you're just doing it out of pure curiosity.
8: Yeah, just yeah. even as, as like a one-off Christmas episode, it's fun. And then my other suggestion would be if you're kind of like into commercials, maybe go find some Stick Stickly. I think there's like two stick stickly shorts out there for Christmas. One where he's trying to get a dog for Christmas and um, have to look for the other one. I'm not sure, but yeah. Sounds like some deep
6: cuts. We'll have to scour the corners of the internet to find them. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Well, thank you all podcast pals for sharing your favorite 90s nostalgic Christmas specials with us. It was a load of fun and there were quite a few surprises that I did not expect, but you know, that's part of the fun. Uh, Before we move on, uh, I just want to give a moment for some people who were not able to attend tonight, but did want to still be part of this episode. Um, So we're going to give them a quick little segment where they can share their thoughts on their 90s Christmas specials.
15: Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, This is Treasure Hunter Maxwell from Relic the Lost Treasure Podcast and the RPG Treasure Chest. As you can tell, I really like the name Treasure. Um, And I've been friends with Bretts for... Of an embarrassingly long time. And of course, we share a love of uh, old cartoons, Nickelodeon Cartoon Network. So, thank you for having me on um, this holiday special to talk about holiday specials. How meta. I grew up watching Nickelodeon cartoons, so this this is really really cool. Um, and I remember really well all of the holiday specials and the Christmas specials. But what I thought was so important growing up actually was the Rugrats Hanukkah special because. You know, um, I'm not from a Jewish background, but to actually see another culture portrayed on television and educate me as a child on the story of other people's traditions and practices, I thought that was really special. I mean, you actually look when I looked up the information on the Hanukkah special, which I and I had never done before. Uh, they actually it was the first. I think it was one of the first Hanukkah related programs for children's television. So I think that was really important for me as someone, um, from a different background to to learn about about other cultures' practices. And then when you look at the show, the fact that The Rugrats really has a lot of portrayals of different types of families. So Didi and Stu are a mixed religious family because I think Didi's Dee are uh, from a Jewish background and Stu is from a Christian background because, of course, they have the Christmas special as well. And to see mixed families like that with, like, mixed faiths, that's really important as a child to know that, like, that's out there. So for me like learning about all of the traditional holidays that the Rugrats did, because I think they did Kwanzaa as well. That was really, that was just really cool and really important. Um, so I I look back on like learning about that stuff, because I wouldn't have really learned it from anywhere else. And I think it was a pretty positive portrayal from what I remember. So yeah, like Rugrats, absolutely just amazing when it comes to um, th- just the humor and uh, their their holiday specials. So yeah thank you. Thank you for having me on. That's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, definitely look up the Rugrats Hanukkah special and the Rugrats Passover special, which is also really great. Uh, and if you want to check out my stuff, um, Relic, the Lost Treasure podcast is about lost treasures and all of the history and mystery behind them. Uh, RPG Treasure Chest is about video games and RPGs, specifically JRPGs for the most part. Um, uh, And you can connect with me at Twitter, at Lost Treasure Pod. Uh, Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate this month. It's all really, all festive, all good. Eat lots of food and just have a good time and uh, love each other. Bye.
16: Hello, Brett and Alex at Splat Attack Podcast. This is Robin, Marcy, and Adam at the Black Case Diaries and we're going to talk about a our favorite Christmas specials.
5: Yeah, yeah. from
16: the 90s, hey. the 90s? Yeah, from the 90s. That decade before the 2000s. Yeah. God, so
5: long seems, ago. Right? Seems
4: like forever Do ago. Do you guys remember it?
16: Barely. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it almost didn't exist. Yeah. Oh, it was so long ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but we are tasked with talk, talking about our favorite. I think in the realm of Nickelodeon children's content. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, uh Marcy, what is your favorite? yeah so 90s christmas special
3: (laughs) as a kid i didn't get to watch a whole lot of programs didn't really have nickelodeon a lot didn't have disney but i did get to watch doug every so often here and there and so that's why kind of it's it's a little bit special to me and there was a doug's christmas story from season four that's just just adorable and because it was one of the only things I got to watch. Usually, it's it's just kind of special to me. So yeah, this yeah. is one where
16: pork chop yeah is he, on trial. He, yeah, he's
3: on trial. <laughs> the Darn. criminal. Yeah, thought yeah. to have attacked BB. Yeah.
16: yeah, and I remember this one. We had it on VHS. Ah, yeah, nice. man, Classic. very nineties. <laughs> yes, yes, it had had a lot of the Christmas movie tropes in it, and it was it was cute. Yes, and it was just so, so sweet. Him and his mm-hmm. dog and. I know you really love your dog. (laughs) Classic
3: dog, yeah. Yeah, I I had a dog when I was younger that I just loved to death. And, yeah, so very personal. Very cute. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I
5: have a bit of a different one because uh, if I'm shunned, I apologize for picking a a (laughs) Disney one. (gasps) Don't get me wrong. I love Nickelodeon, too, but... Mm. One that is very special to me is Winnie the Pooh and Christmas 2. Ah, yes, from 1991. Oh, oh. Yes. oh when just early. barely made it oh. in there. Barely. <sighs> Sneaking it in. <laughs> but I love it so much because Winnie the Pooh is one of my absolute all-time favorite things to watch back when I was younger. Um, all of the movies, you know, the original adventures of Winnie the Pooh and – then the tv show that was out for a little while Mm -hmm. and this christmas special was actually part of the show and it was just these this tale of them all writing what they wanted for christmas to santa because christopher robin told them about it and it's just really sweet and i have such a connection to winnie the pooh i love it very much and it's funny because when they they actually Did eventually bring this special to VHS. It was like a home movie, and they edited multiple Christmas things or holiday esque things together into one full length thing. So you can tell when the animation changes, (laughs) (laughs) which one they cut from. It's very funny, but I love it very much, and I I have that one on VHS as well. Heck yeah! Lots of of (laughs) VHS
16: we are yeah very '90s people. Yeah, we are. I think my favorite Christmas special from the 90s was Arnold's Christmas oh, from uh, Nickelodeon. Classic. I think it was probably one of the best Christmas specials ever uh, made by anybody. Yeah, mm. ever. <laughs> but since that's, you know, the gold standard, I'll talk about a different one. I also really like, oh, Christmas Pete
3: oh, from yeah. The Adventures of yeah. Pete and
16: Pete, season three. Pete and Pete is one of my favorite shows. And there's this episode that, you know, the show is really good at encapsulating parts of childhood That you kind of forget a little bit maybe when you grow up. Yeah. You know, forget what that was like. And uh, there's this episode where little Pete is tired of Christmas ending, which is something that I totally get. Mm -hmm. Because when we were kids, Christmas was really fun and cool and special. Yeah. And then basically the next day, it was over. It was done, people were putting their trees on the yeah, curb, just
3: so sad, so, fast. yeah, there was,
16: yeah, they took, oh! <laughs> took the decorations down, and it was kind of like, why is it just one day can mm-hmm. can it be a little bit longer mm-hmm. and in this episode, little Pete extends Christmas for as long as possible. There's this evil <laughs> there's this evil man that wants to demolish all of the Christmas trees and <laughs> it's yeah it's really fun but i remember that being one of the biggest things when we were kids it was so sad to see yeah. all the trees on the curb Ugh. my parents kept yeah. our tree up midway through january yeah. when i was a kid <laughs> because you know we just didn't like the fact that it was so quick over so mm-hmm. fast so it's one of those kind of goofy episodes you know he puts on a presentation where he he says you know this is us yesterday and they're all like happy and <laughs> cheerful <laughs> and today they're just sadly ripping off the ornaments from the tree and
3: throwing away yeah. the wrappers from the presents.
16: yeah so i really like that one that's a really fun that's a special one, yeah it reminds me of my childhood so
3: yeah nice. very the, nice the best way to be for christmas yeah exactly,
16: exactly. a child a child <laughs> So thank you for allowing us to talk about our favorite specials. Yeah, thank you. We really appreciate it, and we hope to see you guys soon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. See you later.
6: Thank you so much, guys, for chiming in with us. Those are all great picks, and we really appreciate it. And for Slimesters and Gackoids at home, we want to know, what are some of your favorite 90s Christmas specials? Let us know on Instagram, at Splat Attack Podcast, if you'd like to share your choices with us. Um, But, before we go... We have to do one of our segments because it ain't a Splat Attack podcast without one of our patented segments. We're going to play Think Fast to Make the Grade, Holiday Edition. Time to think fast to make the grade. All right. So for Think Fast to Make the Great, it's basically trivia that has, somehow has a theme that's related to the episode that we're doing. And, you know, I, I was waffling back and forth between do I do 90s Nick or do I do like 90s nostalgia in general? And I figure I would just go up 90s Nick because all of us have seen at least one 90s Nick special. So the questions aren't quite too hard, but should still uh, bend your brain in ways based on what I say. Question one. What is the alternate title to Rocco's Marn Christmas?
0: Can't squeeze cheer from a cheese log?
6: That is correct.
4: <laughs> I wow! As you know that? As weird <laughs> so
6: <laughs> as where does that sounds, the alternate title is you can't squeeze cheer from a cheer log, because Rocco is all about that Christmas cheer that no one else seems to believe
10: in.
11: <laughs> if that's the first question, I have no hope. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
10: This, are you exposing the rest of us so there's no more Nostalgia podcasts? Because if you want to <laughs> get rid of us,
11: no, no, let no, us no, know. No, no. No. There's definitely tears, you know. I'm like, yeah. oh, crap. I didn't
6: bring you here to pick you off. I bring you here so that we can share family togetherness. <laughs> I heard for... this podcast was pretty
10: good, but they didn't get any of those questions right. Nostalgia
6: yeah.
4: Podcast Survivor. <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay, what, what is the name of Rocco's friend? <laughs> Just kidding. That's a big question. Um, quest, question two. What does Helga give to the government worker to help find my win? And what is the retail price for that item in Arnold's Christmas?
10: I don't. Well, she, he, he, uh, she gives him the Nancy Spumoni snow boots.
6: Mm-hmm. How much did they retail for? In the show, like 90s money, not real yeah. money. Yeah. And
10: also, no well, looking at all. Taking into account, <laughs> 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 were they $100? Because he gave Arnold 300 bucks. So he gets 100 Okay.
6: Nope. The answer is that they were five hundred dollars in nineties money, no. so that's like what twelve hundred now.
9: Oh yeah, three hundred dollars. So he wouldn't have been able to get the boots anyway.
10: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He was <scammed> him. God. <laughs> God. I, like, I like, I like him even for... less now.
4: <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> well, that's Mister Bailey for you, I'll stick in the mud. Oh man. Moving on. Question three: In "Merry Christmas, Keenan," what item does Keenan want for Christmas, and what does he do to get it?
13: Oh, this is a two part question. Man, that's like. Get the half point. <laughs> sorry, I like
6: to make my questions dense.
13: Otherwise, I like just show your work. You're, if we were in math class, it, it's the show your work. Yeah. Oh my God. i, can't, I can't just sorry.
2: We're teachers, but we don't want to be taught.
13: Please explain. Explain all right, all right, your answer. Point, I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, no, you wanted to bike. I'm telling Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not
0: bike.
6: Okay. Yep. You're right. And what does he do to get it?
13: I digress. <laughs>
0: Come on, we talked about this.
14: Were you paying attention?
13: I digress. <laughs>
14: okay. oh. He um, did a stand-in at Santa Claus at the mall. That is correct.
7: <laughs>
14: Half point for Eric.
7: All right, so so far we have one whole point for Andrew. <laughs> Half points for Phil, Toby, and Eric.
6: Should I mention that?
7: Can we pull our points?
6: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question four. What does Angelica trade to Phil and Lil so that they can give a complimentary gift to their sibling for an item they already have?
12: Yeah, I know two of the items, but not all four. Oh, what are the two? Well, I think Lil trades in crayons and then there's like a Reptar coloring book. And then there's also Reptar helmet. And is it a Reptar doll? You got all four. Oh, sweet. Wow!
13: <laughs> Congratulations. Yes. It's
12: like Jenga. It's like which? Way? Okay. Impressive. Yeah. Impressive. You
13: just get a whole point.
12: One point. So. Yeah. Huge.
7: <laughs> that that was in quarters.
6: <laughs> all right. Question five. Halfway through. What are the names of both Ren and Stimpy Christmas specials? Well,
9: I think I can do one of those. So I'll get a half a point here, you guys. Son of Stimpy is one of them. That yeah, is just correct, Cortland. <laughs>
6: half a point Isn't for it, you. Oh.
12: Is it a scooter for Yaxmas? That
6: is correct. Half point for Ellie. And Ali is in the
7: lead at one and a half point.
6: Okay, so in Son of Stimpy, uh, Stinky mentions at the end that he can't like stay with Stimpy because he's getting engaged. Uh, what is he getting engaged to and what is that I guess character's name? <laughs> it's nearly impossible unless you're a diehard fan that watches this as often as I do. Allie, hopefully you know it uh no okay well i'm not going to twist your guys arm anymore it's a rotting fish head and her name is cora
8: oh my god that's
6: right the more you know uh question six this one might sting a little in in doug's christmas story what was pork chop sent to the dog dog pound for and what did he do in reality that proved
9: his innocence i haven't seen this one in a really long time but wasn't he accused of biting Phoebe Was her name right and then he, he was trying to get her out of the thin ice that is correct full point for Cortland nice
7: <laughs> right. Cortland yeah. and Ally are now tied Ooh, awesome
6: question seven in Oh Christmas Pete what happened that caused the vile garbage man to have a change of heart from destroying Christmas five seconds anyone <laughs>
8: for shame Andrew <laughs>
7: <laughs> and Allie <laughs> and Cassandra. Uh, and fans.
6: All right. No Christmas. one got this one.
7: Well, well, Cassandra, since you can't raise your hand, just go yell me. But <laughs> well, you can raise your hand, but we can't see it.
4: <laughs>
10: <laughs> wrapped uh, up the
7: wrapped up all the trash and Christmas lights.
6: Yeah, yeah. He witnessed all the piles of trash out in the streets of Wellsville decorated like Christmas trees. And that gave him a change of heart because it looked beautiful. Oh. <laughs> But as a bonus question, since no one got that one, what did Garbage Man sarcastically state he wanted for Christmas upon infiltrating the Wrigley's living room? What <laughs> the answer is an electric fork. Wow. Never Ooh, that. an electric fork, <laughs> just what I've always wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's how he says it. Um, okay, question eight. And Alex Max, The Gift. Uh-oh. What does Alex do <laughs> to earn money so she can buy gifts for, for for her family for Christmas?
0: She's selling Christmas trees?
8: That is correct. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's why she's at the Christmas tree lot. Duh, thank you. The
9: Christmas tree
13: factory.
8: <laughs> right.
9: <laughs> factory
13: slash
14: lot. That's
9: a sawmill.
13: nursery. A sawmill. sawmill.
6: <laughs> yes, Andrew gets a point for that one. Andrew is Damn now it. in the lead. What? By I half knew a point. it
8: it was going to take me a little bit longer to get there he assisted me
6: he gets the point (laughs) okay uh question nine in a very cat dog christmas what does rancid rabbit's niece want for christmas despite the fact that she already has everything in the mall
0: a little cheat because i've watched this one really recently but uh cat dog is the answer that is correct and that's also
6: your next episode on big orange couch (laughs) So, uh, for anyone who's listening to both of our podcasts, that's how you can get the trivia right when they do it. <laughs> they actually
8: um, have like cat dog plushies, and they are super cute.
6: Um, I also had a bonus part for this as well. What is the name of Rancid Rabbit's niece?
0: Rancine. Correct. <laughs> yeah, Rancid Rabbit and Rancine for this,
6: though. Okay. Two halves then. Since you get since one point. Let's see. Last question, actually. Uh, do we want a point recap before we do the final question so far um, Andrew's
7: in the lead with three and Allie and Cortland are at one and a half point and Phil Toby and Eric at half a point
6: all right cool so question back 10 time. in the angry beavers episode gift horse what do Norbert and Daggett get for Christmas respectively
7: a lot of head scratching and a lot of scowls on faces.
6: I thought this would be a lot easier because we all like '90s nostalgia. Anyway. That was that was
7: straight up dig, Brett. I, <laughs> I wasn't trying I, to dig. I tried to I, I expected but... more from you, nostalgic people. I'm a oh.
11: fraud.
6: <laughs> no, most people just don't like angry beavers. It's I get it. Um, so the answer is Norbert gets a train set, a rather big one at that, and Daggett gets a pine tree air freshener. So yeah, that's that's think fast to make the great holiday edition. I believe Andrew, you are the winner. Andrew. Oh. Good job, Andrew. Thank you. Guys. So here's, here's what we have for our fabulous prizes. Andrew, since I'm feeling rather generous today and we have all of our podcast friends here, I have decided that on behalf of Splat Attack, we're going to donate $50 to your charity of choice for Christmas.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah.
6: yeah. Thanks so, so much.
0: That's, yeah, that's awesome. Let
6: that's us great. know uh, what charity you'd like to send it to, either on or off pod, and we'll take care of that for you.
0: For sure. I'll pick one out and let you know.
6: Um, awesome. And for everyone uh, who's a runner up, you get an art print of your choice from Brett Wilson Art or three stickers that I've made. So no one's going away empty handed. I'm just happy I to just have you great. all here. Thank
4: Thank you.
0: You. Yeah, that's awesome of you. Very yeah, nice. Yeah.
6: You're welcome. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. I'm so happy that we got this uh, together, you know, despite all the challenges. And, you know, at the end of the day, the gift of friendship is the gift that keeps on giving.
8: Yeah. I feel like I remember watching that angry beavers episode last year with you on one of your watch parties.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I did do yeah, that. The right? Christmas one, uh, oh. buddy, the elf, I was dressed up as for buddy okay. television <laughs> and for our listeners at home who are tuning into this episode, we have a question for you in addition to the other one that we've mentioned. What's a show that you love from the nineties that doesn't have a Christmas special, but you would like to have one. If you have any ideas at all, please email us at splatattack2021 at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram, and we will share your answers on a future episode. Wow. This might be tricky to pull off, but for my answer for that question, I would personally like to see a Christmas
9: episode of Are You Free of the Dark?
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Wow. Definitely. (laughs) Say it. Say it. I mean, they have
9: that April Fool's episode. Like, they can do it.
6: Right?
4: (laughs) yeah
6: I'm, i mean it's a more popular holiday and uh i know joy actually wrote an episode for write a christmas episode special on your podcast so it's it's not impossible it's gotta think outside the the gift box if you will Yeah, just nice. you got crampus i mean that'll work right yeah right that that's that's an easy given you oh, can do no. like a, a cursed object for christmas too that's another one like the car stone who knows but yes if right. uh like it, like power rangers right? the the tale of the dreidel of doom if you want to make it (laughs)
9: there you go and
2: it can belong to a golem see we've got lots of we got jewish monsters
9: we could yeah we could all write an are (laughs) you afraid of the dark episode together you guys exactly dj McHale. i hope you're listening to this because
2: we have ideas
4: for
9: you (laughs) all right guys
6: that's going to wrap it up for 90s christmas specials of splat attack podcast friends thank you so much for joining us tonight and for all of you Lovely listeners, slimesters, gackoids, and everyone who are just finding us for the first time, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We'd love if you can check out any of our podcasts that we have mentioned during this episode, as well as give any of us ratings and reviews, because frankly, that just helps us get seen by more people. And we love meeting new people and love growing our podcast in the 90s nostalgia verse. Before we sign out,
7: let's get uh, some deets from everybody so our listeners know where to find them all
0: uh i'm andrew again uh from the big orange couch podcast uh you could find that in many places but if you google it i think it comes up pretty near the top um and uh i have two novels out space junk and more space junk you want to check those out um they are pretty easy to find on amazon um also you can check out uh my website at andrewbixler.com b-i-x-l-e-r um that is all my information and thank you guys so much for having me. This was so awesome. Thank
6: you for being here. Definitely. It was a pleasure. And I finally know what you look like after all these years. <laughs> 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 uh,
11: again, else? my name is Max, uh, repping Ready to Retro. If you like 80s, 90s, come find us. I mean, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. You can follow us on Instagram at Ready to Retro. Uh, for this month, we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of Hook. So we just dropped that review. Uh, we also have two small, uh, Thomas Tulak, who is on uh, set as one of the Lost Boys. He's, um, we got to interview him, so that was a lot of fun. And then we are rounding the, the year off with uh, the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter. I know a lot of listeners um, here, like uh, Nickelodeon, last month we did Nick November. So go follow us at Ready to Retro.
1: Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram is where I'm present the most uh, my handle is at life of Cole and uh, I do two podcasts with my buddy Mike Anderson who's a comic book illustrator we have a horror movie podcast that um, we've started like in 2015 it's called the scary movie ice cream night podcast and um, it's based on he and I real life hangouts we were college buddies and we lived across the street from each other for a couple of years We'd watch the horror movies every night or every weekend and eat ice cream. When I moved to Tennessee, we decided to turn this into a podcast and kind of document some of our movie watchings and uh, ice cream talks. So um, it's developed over the years into just like general horror talks. So it's not just movies. We, we tell ghost stories or strange things, experiences we've had or have happened to us. I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun. And then every October we go absolutely nuts for Halloween usually putting out like 10 episodes in a, in like four weeks. And then, um, we started a new show back in 2018 called the Saturday morning ice cream podcast. And that is a guess a retrospective look into our childhood. So instead of focusing on a topic from the past, we kind of, uh, we, we talk about uh, more of our memories based around certain things, whether it's food, clothing, uh, things we did, activities. So it's more of like a talking about our childhoods with a heavy dose of nostalgia, you know, and we use a lot of commercials and things like that to kind of spark the conversations and, and really go kind of deeper than just the, oh, I liked the Ninja Turtle or I liked, you know, so it's a lot of fun. And um, that's probably my favorite show because um, it's, I don't have to watch a movie and get really sleepy when i do so um you can check both of those out on soundcloud or itunes and then uh yeah I, i've got some artwork on life of cole at instagram and uh, i'd love to see you there
13: yeah okay so uh, the ta- <laughs> uh, we're the tape store you can find us at a lot of places um, yeah
2: on instagram we're at the tape store we're and... on apple Podcasts, spotify all yeah. those things i love to hang out with you guys, so definitely hit us
13: up. And it was so nice to meet all of you, and uh, yeah, we just we had a blast tonight.
2: And see your
8: faces, it was so yeah. Great. <laughs> that's been I think that's
13: been the best part, yeah. is, is seeing the faces of people we've heard and heard of. So
8: oh, I'm so sorry, you guys. Cassandra. <laughs>
6: <Yeah>, <laughs> what she looks like Alex Mack in real life.
8: <laughs> looks, I look like Daria, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you can find me at um, Cassandra Explains It All. Um, I'm on Instagram, you know, anywhere you can find a podcast and, um, that's it really. I do a lot of episodes, like I said, with Brett and with notable nostalgia and sometimes, um, big orange couch. So definitely just, um, come find me, message me, bother me, send me memes, whatever, do all the things.
12: Um, and I'm Allie and I'm part of the nineties Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Dungeons and Decades. So if you like uh, both DD and or nineties nostalgia, then it's uh, definitely for you. Um, I also have a Instagram account called at crib star industries, which is a Pete and Pete fan page. So uh, most of my stuff, you can just go to bigdoorprize.com. You can find all of my stuff there and thanks again for having me. And for everyone who's a guest, I made sure I'm following you on Insta and subscribing to all your Yay. Podcasts. So,
10: definitely. I haven't before I am now. Yes. Once again, I'm Phil and that's my co-host, Eric. Uh, all Here It Goes, you can find anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can also find uh, my other show, The Wait For a Podcast. Of course, that's going to be super busy soon with Spider-Man coming out and all that kind of stuff. For All Here It Goes, to so give you guys a little preview, uh-huh. Tuesday's episode will be Jingle All The Way. It'll be our first movie. Uh, and then the other episode will be Power Rangers. So we'll be doing that in the month of December. So super excited for all of that. Uh, believe in the Jaguars. If for some reason you want to listen to that, you can find me there. And yeah, no, this was this was so much fun. One of my favorite things about doing podcasting is getting to link up with like-minded individuals, meeting people you never would have like crossed paths with otherwise. So uh, future collaborations and all that kind of stuff. I can't wait to work with you guys again. This was a, a whole lot of fun. Uh, Eric, if you want to add on anything else, I kind of said everything, my bad. <laughs>
14: <laughs> hey, yeah, Phil kind of covered the podcast, but you can also find me at uh, Eric Michael on Instagram. That's A-A-R-I-C. M-Y-C-H-A-L. Uh, also, if you're in the market for any uh, vintage clothing or uh, vi- nostalgic um, merchandise, I also run a website called Dope That's D-O-U-G-H-P-A-S-S. And you can find us at Dope on Instagram. You can also find us at dopass.com. And also, thank you for having us here today. <laughs> I want to make sure I don't <laughs> leave that out. You got it, guys. I can't yeah, wait to yeah, work you Yeah, Thank you for having us. You know, it was a good time, guys.
9: Totally. <laughs> we'll have you back sometime. And last but not least, Cortland. Yeah, I'm Cortland. Well, first, I want to thank you guys for having me on for the show. Like, I was super excited to kind of get invited to that. So it's really awesome to see all these good podcast buddies and, and getting their opinions on everything. I love it. Um, I'm Cortland. I'm one of the hosts of a horror anthology podcast called up all night, a horror anthology podcast. We were previously up all night and are you afraid of the dark podcast, but we kind of ran out of episodes after covering all of them. <laughs> so we've moved on to goosebumps and we plan on moving on to kind of more horror anthology shows from there um, on Instagram. We're at private Island presents. Cause we like to keep it confusing um, on Twitter at PRVT Island. We do a lot of fun stuff. We make our own gifts for pretty much every episode that we cover. Um, we do for season six and seven of Are You Afraid of the Dark? We've condensed every single episode into a a funny little one minute clip. Lots of fun. So I hope you guys check it out. I've seen
6: them. They're they're phenomenal. Like oh, it's just bite sized <laughs> footnotes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And like the silliest bits. It's, like uh... definitely check them out.
9: I have a lot of fun with them. My favorite one was um, Laser Maze. I love yeah. <laughs> that one. It's So funny. That, that was an
6: episode. I bet you <laughs> <said>. <laughs> All right, guys, let's drain the slime tank and head on home. Alex, if you will, pull the lever. Tune in next time as Ali from Notable Nostalgia joins us once again for episode review of New Year's P, rounding out the new year and our first season of Splat Attack. Without further ado, Splat you later and happy holidays.
10: Reprise a theme song and roll the credits
11: Hard to believe folks But it's time to say goodbye
12: Nighty night
0: Hey check us out next time For
12: more adventure and another great legend Of the Hidden Temple
4: What do we do to then?
1: Chill for a couple,
7: we'll be back
1: You're on Nick And it was time for the superhero To move on I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. Oh, bye bye
4: Happy
7: Holidays from the Nickelodeon family. Doug and Clarissa and Mike and Brad and Kermit and Mark and Mark and Ren and Phil and Rocco and Mr. Lipman and Stimpy and Pete and Pete and Daffy and Ashley and Tommy and Linda and Dennis and Ross and Porkchop and Ugg and Juleen and Log. Happy Holidays from Nickelodeon.